Yo, what's up? This is the Morning Sneakers Podcast. I'm your host, T.O. Sneakerheads, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not dreams. And this is episode 117. Mm-hmm. You, how you feel about this weather? Um, Because needs... then we get like two or three days of like straight rain, and then it decided it wanted to be like summer. And then it's, it's summer during the day and winter uh, at night. Yeah, it's cold as hell. And everybody's sick. Man, fucked up. I mean, like fucked up, fucked up. Like Benadryl is all through the house. People look like they ain't they crying and they just looking at you. Like I ain't never had allergies like this in my life. Right. <sighs> look. Like what? Like what they doing to us? <laughs> I don't know. Cause hey, we didn't have high pollen, but I like, ain't never did it like this to me. Man, look. Anyway. <laughs> I ain't coughed. Not yet. But you did like a weird sneeze, cough, hiccup thing earlier. You can't prove it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. Look. So, um, our last episode we was talking about a freaking love story. <laughs> hey, that still needs to happen. We going hey, JD, we need to holler at you. Yeah, we got some ideas. Hulu. <laughs> Cut that shit. I'm telling you. Okay, so you were saying that you saw something where he kind of cleared up what the documentary was kind of supposed to be. Yes, he did. Um, so basically, what he was saying was, yes, it's going to have some freak nicking going on because it's the freak nick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what is it without it? Mm-hmm. But it's more or less telling the story of the growth and shift of Atlanta. And it's going to tell the story of of how it started as a college party in the 1980s and how it grew and how people basically would come down there to party but enjoy it so much that they didn't want to leave. And he basically wanted to tell a cultural story of origin of origin and shifting mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the shift of the culture of of that time coming into um, the growth of Freaknik and how that played an influential part in the culture and the shift of it. Okay. So I think, you know, some people jumped the gun and was was just thought that it was just like this. Remember that song, Freak Hoes? <laughs> they, just yeah. gonna, they just thought it was going to be like that. Yeah. You know, which I watched a couple interviews about Jermaine Dupree talking about doing Freak Nick in the mm-hmm. past. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to lie. When we were talking about for kicks and giggles, yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to push the envelope because it's just, it's fun. It's funny. Right. I ain't, ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. But I've heard him say the same thing in other interviews that it, that was basically about telling a different story about Atlanta. Okay. And how this was an influ- influential part of how it basically made people stay and how it groomed the culture that it is today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think I think the story is gonna be actually be told pretty dopely. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So if dopely a word, but I'll take it. Of course, because <laughs> we you know, we're curators here on the morning. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have our own dictionary coming out pretty yeah, soon. I'm, I'm saying we got enough words. Right. Um Oh, okay, I can get how that is. Uh, I had looked up how it began. Mm-hmm. It said, uh, so this is a Wikipedia version. Okay. Give or take a couple of whatever this is. So it said, it's first held in John A. White Park in Atlanta, mm-hmm. April 1982. It was attended by about 150 students featuring Correct. potluck and dancing. Yeah, because you got to have food, man. Yeah, Don't be fair. hungry. No, no, it's fair. Okay. Featuring a, uh, the two DJs who performed at the park was DJ Flash from Harlem and uh, Barney Bam Bam Putman, who was from D.C. and attended Clark College. Okay. That sounds about correct from, sounds about from my okay. understanding. Yeah. yeah. 
bunch of people want to party. Let's let's party and get hey, a party. Just, as, as years Have a on, picnic. It just started getting freakier and nickier. Just, <laughs> hey, got so freaky that they that they want to sue. Freakier and nickier. <laughs> But shout out to but shout out to Jermaine Dupree for you know what I'm saying for putting this whole thing together. I think it's gonna be tasteful. I think it's gonna be dope. And if you see one of your aunties up in there, just 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 show them some love. <laughs> <laughs> Give them some grace. <laughs> we all had a day in time where we had to live. Oh my gosh. Hey. <laughs> Look. Okay. So. We're gonna move from one um one hip hop artist to another one, but it's that he's just real international now. Prize from the Fugees was found guilty on ten counts. Can we of... can we hold can we hold on that one for a second? Why? Because I I want to interrupt. Okay, go ahead. And I want to laugh, <laughs> which I shouldn't laugh, but I'm gonna laugh. Why you gonna laugh? Cause cause your brother uh R Kelly. <laughs> First of all, why he gotta be my brother? Hey, I don't know, but mm-hmm. <laughs> at this moment, that's why he why he having still sold out shows in prison. Who is making him these outfits? Hey, I'm telling you, it was always somebody in there that got a talent. All right, I know like, it's somebody. But, but you know what threw me off? Like it looked like it was a, like a leather a leather bomber jacket. Like, somebody snuck some, gave somebody a pack of cigarettes or something, and snuck that that good old um material. This nigga in. had on chains and everything. Bro. Hey, had look. Did you see his entourage just walking behind him? Yes, he did. He had uh, quote unquote security that looked like they was locked up in there too. But you know what? What I ain't gonna lie. Like <laughs> what was crazy when I saw like all the people. It's like so y'all let. So y'all straight let him out so he can do a concert. That was it was in the prison. Though. That's what I'm, I know, but I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes they don't be like to have like everybody all like that. You know well, what I'm saying? Hey, it, it, it can create some issues. Maybe they were they did something. You know, was no fights for a whole month or did, nobody got shanked. Hey, be quiet. Uh, I'm just saying you, it might have been like something like so, okay, you guys are doing good this month. So, do you, do Mr. You, Kelly's so, gonna do. So, do you think he got paid to do that show, or, or that was just, you know what I mean? That was just something he he just did. To like what? In cigarettes? Like how I, do you I get paid know. for a show I, like that? I don't. They just look like he getting paid. For <laughs> <laughs> them to say that they taking all the money from the outside, it look like he. The, what you mean, money from the outside? No, nah, remember they was uh they was taking money from his royalties and. and oh others, yeah, they're yeah, paying it to the yeah. to the people. Yeah, so, but that nigga, that nigga dressed in everything like, and that, the fact that they showed it, it was crazy to me. <laughs> Which songs you think they singing in unison? I believe I can fly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like, you know, there's just the men's I guess, prison. I guess... You got to be real careful. Would yeah. you start singing? Hey, are they gonna sing? You remind me of my Jeep. He probably is. She got that vibe. Hey, he probably he probably got some of the COs turned up up in there. <laughs> we is not playing. <laughs> a, a, a lot of his catalog can't be played in her. Obviously, he playing it. Maybe he doing the gospel. He could have been, oh, shoot. You can't do uh, coming out the closet. What, what was that? Trapped in the closet. Trapped in the closet. Trapped in the cell. Because <laughs> 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 I, I guess he was like, let me, you know, he, he in there. He in there, you know. And he want to still sing. So, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to use, you know, your talents wherever you are. You know, with, with, I'm a little. I'm. I think it's interesting the fact that the embrace is the way it is, especially you know with the convictions, what they being, mm-hmm. and like the stories behind him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the way he dressed for that while. What you mean? He was dressing like he was twelve years old. Who? 
R. Kelly. Remember, remember when R. Kelly had them weird ass clothes on? And he was dressing with the backpack and shit looking like he was 12? Looking like he was 12. You remember that shit. Because I when, seen it. When he was a public announcement. Shit, the nigga was this this before all the shit hit the fan, but the nigga was dressing weird. Oh. Mm-hmm. He had that time and space where the nigga was dressing weird and yeah. Oh no, after I saw the video of him peeing on the gun, he was like, You know, I listened, but I backed up a little bit. I wasn't but yeah, invested. No, hey, like hey, if he, he making the best out of his time, I ain't I ain't mad at him. I uh, mean you can't be mad at him. You know, I just I did want to get some little kicks and giggles, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was I like I was like this at first when I saw the first post, I thought it was fake. Me too. You know what I'm saying? But then I started seeing him floating around. I'm like <laughs> Yeah, he he probably hit a few gospel songs up in there. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he might have he might have reenact trapped in the closet and then he had and, and they they all reenacted it with him. Probably had like a little cast. <laughs> what? Why is you laughing at me? <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? That's what I think. But go ahead, though. That's all I wanted. That's I just wanted to to get on on that for a second. <laughs> Look, okay. let's see you laugh though. But <laughs> uh, you know what I said that that it wasn't real though. Oh, that wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They said they were AI generated. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense then. Wish we gonna talk about that later, but go ahead. Yeah. Why you didn't say that before I started going in? Because I forgot until you know. Man, trying to set me up. <laughs> okay, let me see. Because that's what I heard. Because yeah. Now it makes sense. That, that's probably what it was. Because I'm like this nigga. Nah, yeah. Okay. Recently, a series of viral photos spread across social media primarily within the African countries reporting to show or Kelly the in battle R&B singer held a concert for fellow inmates in prison these images have sparked intense debates and a plethora of opinions <clears throat> somebody named Mandy News conducted an in-depth investigation uh, to the authenticity authenticity of these claims and discovered that the information is inaccurate the images and questions are are AI generated and R. Kelly is currently serving over 50 years in jail for various criminal crimes because at first at one point in time they were saying he was having a rough time yeah you know what I'm saying so like when when I saw that I'm like Damn, that's. They could have gave him some more hair. If <laughs> <laughs> this was like AI, they could have, they could have did him a little better. But you know, God he, he's still he's still going through some things. I, but I bet it's somebody in there that can generate this jacket. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody in there. Also, you know what's funny? Now I know what picture they generated that from. What? Now looking at that picture. This one. Yeah. That, yeah. From, okay. From where? It's 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 a picture from a concert. They just put the jacket and shit on the nigga. Like that's that's what's crazy. Now the other pictures, I don't know about those. <laughs> we probably could probably find all of them. Cause, cause <laughs> why they in prison jumpsuits? But then they got walk. the look. <laughs> Cause I'm like, how did they do this? Like, why haven't we seen this? Because I'm sorry, if I was the warden, I was doing all of this. I'm gonna capitalize off of this. We're gonna pay per view this and make some money for. For the prison. I don't even is that is that ethical? Can they do that? No, obviously because they did this all. <laughs> <and generated. laughs> I mean, we were all wondering how he was doing a concert in jail. Right, like you know what I'm saying. You, you could see like some small happening, like you know. Yeah, you know, like but, they said he the was that... calling people and you know singing to people's families over the phone. Remember, we, mm-hmm. that was the uh, the rumor or whatever at first. Okay, I can see something like that with all of them like that. Mm. And right with the is we right with the catalog? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause uh, it'll be some 
I don't know. I'm gonna move on before it gets me. Yeah, twisted. please, cause like, <laughs> yeah, I got because this whole thing that's going on got me baffled, got me confused. What? What is? Well, what you finna talk about? Oh, so, okay. Go so, ahead and explain. <clears throat> um, from the Grammy Award-winning group, the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Um, Prize was found guilty on ten counts of international fraud. Okay, and it said that he was an FBI informant. So was that correct, or what was? How was he an FBI informant? Like, how was he getting in these spaces? <laughs> I, I don't know by happenstance. I don't. I, you just don't make your way up in them spots, and then somebody try to pay him hundred million. A hundred million. He got about four. Uh, yeah, about a hundred million. So do um, so do you have to get a hundred million back? It doesn't say so. Okay, so a majority of um, everything was talking about how he's supposed to be FBI informant. Mm-hmm. So oh, he's not. He wasn't trying to be an FBI informant per se. He said what he was trying to do is um, it was a. Uh, wing goo somebody okay Mm -hmm. and uh a couple of u.s hostages okay Okay. he met with fbi agents on his own several times to discuss how to get wing goo wing mm -mm, i don't know who i don't know how to say his name and three americans that were being held hostage in China. So he was trying to get, I guess, the people that he met with the FBI people to try to get these hostages out of China. Okay, so he's playing like the middleman. A connector, it was saying. So now I understand what you're saying about connector. Yes. So he said out of his own mouth that he was a connector. So he met with the FBI agents and then put these people in a room together to try to get these americans and this other guy that i can't pronounce his name you said the the americans three americans (laughs) 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 and so what they got him on was basically acting as an unregistered agent got you so that's what they got him on. So where did this hundred million play in it? <clears throat> so <laughs> by happenstance, because <laughs> that's what I'm gonna keep on saying. He met um, John. Oh Lord, I don't know why y'all keep giving me these names. It's like John, John Lau from Malaysia. Okay. Um, and he paid him twenty million just to get a picture with President Obama. He funneled the money Lau gave him, even making multiple donations to Obama's two thousand twelve reelection campaign. He was essentially using the money given to him to grab power for the Chinese government. That's what they're saying. Gotcha. Um, prosecutor. So what they're saying is basically Lau got this money from, it was funneling it from somewhere else, basically giving it to him to try to like woo him into getting certain places. Cause you know, once you meet people, you know, to get into other rooms, you have to have money to be in these, uh, $10,000 plate fundraisers and this and this and that. So, he stole some money, basically, gave him some stolen money. He put it in some political stuff, tied it all up, probably didn't pay no taxes on it because you know America, we want our money. Got you. And got you. that's how they probably got him. And this was going on for a minute, too. Yeah. Yeah. He sounded like one of the movies. I'm sure we can get one out of this. Because how, <laughs> how are you a musician? With a Malaysian financier. You're a spy now. Quote, unquote. Right. An FBI informant. 
quote unquote air quotes. That's crazy. Like I, that's probably like some of the craziest shit I done, I done heard. Yeah, because I think everybody was like, huh? Because when I first seen, when I first seen all the, all the things that was going on with it, I just didn't understand whatsoever. But now that you explain it to me, it's still crazy as hell. But you had to look like, cause you got bits and pieces from places, cause everybody was just like, he's an FBI informant. And then when you read the article, it's nothing to do with the FBI. It was just him and this Malaysian financier. And then you would then he got convicted or guilty on 10 counts of international fraud. And then you're like, well, what's the international fraud now? Because wouldn't he an FBI informant? Wouldn't he get like off on something? Because isn't he helping or So basically, dude got $100 million. Didn't pay no taxes on it. Funneled it into some political stuff. They got to, you know, clean they so stuff he up. So he ain't keep none of the money? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They ain't saying, but that's a lot of money. You got to trace it. I wonder what type of mission he was really on. Like, what he was really on. Did he want to? I don't know. Interesting. But that that's... I don't know if anybody else cared about it, but I, I thought it was I thought it was damn interesting. I did too, cause cause we ain't heard shit about him. And then bam, use the FBI informant. So oh, that's where you was. <laughs> yeah, like that's where you been at. <laughs> like these were type of missions you was on. Hmm. Okay. Well. Good luck with that. I don't. Even, I ain't got nothing to say. Mm. Well, guess what? It's your boy back. Who? Yay. Is he back? I don't know. I don't I know either. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, you know, he had a secret Yeezy season 10 fashion show. I think it's dope to see him back creating and mm-hmm. doing shit. Um, I don't know what he created. A t-shirt and some socks, shoe socks. Hey, maybe he's been watching, you know what I'm saying, some Bruce Lee. <laughs> what are you laughing for? So, look, I don't know about this. Hey, but they got, They said they got free t-shirts. They said that the t-shirts are, are like one size fit all. Don't <laughs> <laughs> play with me. I think that's what they said, that they was like one size fit all, but they feel really good on. Okay, well, I, I fuck with that. Oh, and I, I, I believe that. Like, don't knock yourself out. We don't have insurance here anymore to speak as podcast. <laughs> I mean, we do, but not not like that. But um, <laughs> I I believe the fact that it probably feel really good, you know, as far as him knowing his his fabrics. And I don't know what's up with me, but I'm on all bullshit today. Why? <laughs> Because now all I'm envisioning is uh, somebody trying to make this shirt fit one, one, one size fit all. I did not see no information about that. I'm not saying that you ain't get it, but you know what I'm saying? like Yeah, like it, it was secret and they held it in a, a warehouse <laughs> next uh, to uh, uh, Adidas store. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said... I'm happy to see they creating. You know what I'm saying? He ain't saying too much. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Just just doing his own thing in his own lane. Thank God. I see. I see later on. You know what I'm saying? What what he got going on, and and if I fuck with it or not. Now this one size fit all T-shirt. I don't know if I'm fucking with that. <laughs> um, but like if the, I don't know if the the little legging thing. I don't know what's going on with that either. Um, maybe he's trying to. I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm just gonna stay tuned. Uh, that's that's why you guys <laughs> see. I don't have much to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I fuck with him, but I ain't got nothing to say about this. I mean, you know, they they had to get you something for Christmas. <laughs> Not right now. Them <laughs> 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 look like them look like pajama feet. <laughs> oh my god! That's what I'm saying. Christmas. I ain't about to play with you. <laughs> but okay, so like while we talking about Jay, you know. Jay, 
You mean Ye? I said What's, Ye. You said J. I said J. I'm going to play this back. I said J. You did say J. I said, I just said <laughs> Ye. Go ahead, Bill. Oh, God. Okay, so. Dysfunction at its best. Um, Adidas shareholders have launched a class action lawsuit against um, Adidas brand. Alleging it knew about Kanye was problematic behavior years before it ended their partnership over his anti-Semitic comments, but failed to warn investors. So the lawsuit claims that the former former Adidas CEO Casper Roystead and CFO Harm Olgum mm-hmm, either intended to deceive investors or acted with reckless disregard for the truth by failing to disclose issues between the company and Ye. Kanye West is not a name in the lawsuit. Mm. What are your thoughts about this? Um, I think they should sue. Do you think, um, do you think they, do, do you think they truly have a suit? Yes. Why? Because they're still sitting on all that money that was produced and they refused to release those Yeezys. So do you think do you think that's more or less has to do with the lawsuit versus the other? Because like what do they look at as erratic behavior? Because he because you know he was outing the designers Mm -hmm. for releasing colorways and stuff that he didn't authorize and I All think, these other things did they look at that? That wasn't looked at as erratic behavior. I'm not saying it was, but I'm just saying like I'm thinking they're <clears throat> getting on these two former gentlemen um, more for what we're saying because they put the anti-Semitic part in there because they're sitting on it based more on emotion and not business. Business, okay. Because when you have shareholders we want our money so you guys aren't making you're sitting on all of this guaranteed money over here because you don't want to give him his cut right but in the middle is us and our cut and we can't get our cut if you're still sitting on this based off of some emotional attachment you got against this young man over here you don't want to give him his money got you i got you so i'm with them I see. I, I see. You made a great point. Release the beast. You know what I'm saying? Give me your money. Give us some Yeezys. Cause now that if they if they win this lawsuit, they're gonna be really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna settle. But shit, for how much? They gonna have to sell what's in this little warehouse. It's gonna be a lot of much. Mm-hmm. And that's probably that. That might be what they forcing. That might be the hand that they forcing. Mm-hmm. They should. Yeah, that. I don't know if you're not in the black, but that might put you there, brother. I'm telling you. But look, <clears throat> don't wait too long so it look like them lost and found Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> Moldy. <laughs> we need you to kick it up. You know, go a little faster on this. Okay, so Jerry Lorenzo. Yes, sir. He is on trend to be. His brand is on trend. Okay. To be a billion dollar brand. Yes, it is. Turn up. And also, this is the 10 year anniversary of his brand as well. That's good, too. Yeah. So, for all those brands out there, you know what I'm saying? This can be very inspirational. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, you can, you can kind of like take notes of certain things, you know, to see how what potential steps like obviously he didn't start in the same space as a lot of us mm-hmm. you know um I, I i won't say that i would say he didn't sit he didn't start in a space where we could see like the certain groundwork that we that we um are coming from are you just <clears throat> say, yeah yeah because obviously he's known for designing with yay and and everything like that so mm-hmm. um he's had a different start which doesn't take away from his genius yeah um i think he was you know what he might have had the same as everybody else it was just more quiet 
You know what right. I'm saying? Um, it wasn't in the forefront. Right. And I think because he was with Ye, and his father was a, was a baseball player, his father's still involved in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, you know what I mean, like to take the fact, some people could like to take the fact away from the grind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was there. Um, but you can't really because his is like a... Um, I feel like his was a true work. Yeah, he has an uh, an original, especially when it comes to his footwork. Yeah. It's original silhouette. So it's mm-hmm. not based off of anything that's been out there before. Correct. Because I remember when he had like the sneaker boot joint the high top joint mm-hmm. you know that was one of i would say that was one of the more prominent shoes at that time when it was coming to like the growth of his brand mm-hmm. that a lot of people knew of mm-hmm. uh i know that van for a guy van that he had did yeah that was another like uh hot 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 ticket item mm-hmm. um but you definitely saw a shift, like after, after he was done dropping those boots and everything, or sneaker boots, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, after those were released, you could tell like he took a shift in his and and changed his brand, which, you know, a lot of a lot of brands do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying at certain points in time, but, um, I think that's when he was f- truly finding the identity, of his brand, which led him to like where he is now. Because he's yeah. always been big on, like, quality and materials and and everything yeah. like that. And I think that's one thing that's been very important to everybody that was in Kanye camp, Virgil, you know, all these people, mm-hmm. you know. But I think the way that he has cultivated the brand, especially over, I would say, like, the past five years of bridging the gap between um, the luxury, the higher luxury brand mm-hmm. and making, like, more of an affordable luxury style brand in the process um he did it in a way i've never seen it before yeah so he's he's doing pretty good um they said that the brand has about 60 staff members um they are between two and three hundred million right now um looking to trend to uh half a billion soon and looking to expand their staff from 60 to 100 by the end of the year. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. And this just came to my mind, right? When being a designer or... Remember remember back in the day when people wanted to open uh, sneaker stores and they'd be like, oh, I want a Swiss account or mm-hmm. I, I need to get an account to open the store. Right. Right. We're in a space now with clothes where obviously you can manufacture and and do your own thing and have your own website, Mm -hmm. open your own brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think it's still of an importance to be in these, these big branded stores? Or do you think it's just about the direction that you want to take it? Because I think like, one thing that I really liked about, or like about Jerry Lorenzo and his brand, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's in Essence, and it's in Nordstrom, mm-hmm. but then then he have like PacSun collabs mm-hmm. and everything like that. I think he has created a way of doing something that kind of like Ye wanted to do, mm-hmm. where he can make his brand widely available and cost effective. Mm-hmm. While still having a high luxury brand at the same time. Right. Um, but I was just thinking about that. You know, is that still an a- aspiration nowadays to to get your clothing in a Nordstrom or uh, these different places? Because I was watching uh, the Wu-Tang documentary, right? Mm-hmm. And it was speaking on how he had potentially got a deal for a, a very substantial amount of money to be in like all the major chains mm-hmm. but obviously he would lose control of the brand and wouldn't be able to have control over who accessed it and how it's accessed the commercials the right. marketing 
all those things. But it was a very healthy tongue. Yeah. Um. So to make a long story short, everybody in Wu Tang end up pitching in to give him the money that he needed to take the brand to the next level mm-hmm. instead of going with the the major chains. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is that a, do you think that's still an aspiration? Um, I think it just depends on the um the creator. Uh you got some that have different aspirations of this is what I have a vision for of this in particular. Um, but they might want it like he's doing with uh fear of God, trending it up and making it into a multi-billion dollar but he's not even looking at it like that though he just wants to create but you have some people that create to sell and you know what he's created in a way to where it crossed all boundaries you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. any you could anybody you see wants to wear it right but and he's, it's not compromised, like, at all. He's not looking uh, looking at the billion-dollar part of it. Gotcha. Um, he's not interested in the billion part of it, from what I read. Um, but you have some people who have, like, a total vision of how the brand cultivates and and goes throughout the years and throughout the seasons and they want to see the whole vision through some people you they have different things that they want to create mm-hmm. so yes they might want to um uh create it and then somebody else can buy it off of them and then they move to the next thing so it's kind of like building companies and and um building successful companies and then a bigger company comes and you know drops a boatload of money on you for it and then you just move on to create something else some people are built like that but some people are built in a bigger vision because yeah, it, it, it seems like he still got pretty like a, a pretty strong control over mm-hmm. still what you know happens creatively with the least, brand yeah. and everything else so so now, like, like I said, I think it's definitely notes that can be taken, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely an inspiring story. Um, because I think I was reading that he does want to eventually, even though he does all of, um, he has his lines in other um avenues, outlets, I should say, but they are looking to have a brick and mortar in L.A. sometime soon. And I'm very interested to see what that looks like because mm-hmm. he's very meticulous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he has a precise idea of how he wants something to be. Right. And if it can't be like that, he, he won't, ain't going to do, do it. He'll right. wait until he can get it the way that he wants to be to be done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you hear some stories about people telling people to Oh, well, you should just do a brand. I don't care if you don't have this, if you don't have that. You should just put something out. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then you hear stories like Jerry Lorenzo. Is it like, is this something that he learned over time? Is it because of the space that he's in, he can afford to to do it this way? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that he's been this way the whole time and just had a certain particular process? You know what I'm saying? But then you got to realize as well, he's been, um, he hasn't just been working for himself. At the same time, he's been over certain divisions of Adidas and stuff. So he's been having other avenues of income coming in so he can work or create his line like he wants to without like compromising anything based off of income. Got you. Okay. I just thought that was interesting because you'll never really hear people talking about like, you know, like back in the day, people like I want my stuff at Macy's or, or not even even if it's if it's that high as of a Macy's, uh, like when you had like Man Alive and all these other, you know, what I'm saying chains, you know, what I'm saying, um, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, that was just that was just a thought. <clears throat> but shout out to Jerry Lorenzo. And while we talking about Jerry, like, um, he had his fashion show. Shout out to Pusha T. The blue gloves was fire. Mm-hmm. Pusha T actually had the new fur guy joint on, and it's totally different from this joint that we seen. Um, I like I like shit. I like all of them. I was surprised. I was a little. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little worried because of the picture that I seen initially. But I knew like that wasn't the finished product. Um, just because how meticulous he is. Mm-hmm. But I was very happy when I saw like like what he got. I was like, yeah, I definitely fuck with that. Uh, and the collection is really dope. You know what I'm saying? Diff- I like how he layered different pieces. Like you wouldn't even think to layer together, and the shit looked dope. Yeah. Um. So I fuck with that. Um. I think it's very interesting how you're able to come with new concepts and new styles, especially when it comes to shoes. And and make it look good. Like it's not a easy it's not an easy thing to do. Especially now in this space. Um so yeah, so shout out to him. You know what I mean? I'm definitely looking forward. They say it should be coming out in the in the fall or by the holiday season when it comes to like the athletic sneakers or whatever the case might be. So you already know I'm tapping in on those. No, we do. We know. <laughs> ha ha ha. I'm just saying. Okay, so we had talked about this R. Kelly and how this um, was an AI-generated um, photos oh. of him giving a concert in a packed-out prison. Okay, so what do you think about this whole AI? Um, I won't say it's like a... Like, it came out of nowhere because they've been working on it for years. It's been popping up a lot more lately. Yes. Consistently. Yeah. Um, Me, personally, at, at first I thought it was kind of dope, like, what they were doing with pictures and different things. But then when I saw how they was, like, fully manipulating and creating stuff that wasn't there or, or ideals or things that they would like to see, mm-hmm. then that's when it was getting weird. Um, Then recently I heard of a story where... They were able to take a young girl's voice, mm-hmm. and they was able to take bits and pieces of it mm-hmm. to formulate her full voice mm-hmm. and make it sound like her. They made it seem like she was kidnapped, and that she wasn't in school, and like the mother, they told the mother to give a ransom for her to get her child back, and she called the school, and, the girl, and, her, and her daughter was <laughs> her daughter was uh was still at school. Yeah. And they are, you know, what, uh, Drake is suing, right? Um, because, uh, they're using his voice. Yeah. They just, uh, we just heard that Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> yeah. Dropped a single. <laughs> and it's, and it's bothersome too, because it's just like, you know, when you start, when you hear things like this, it's like how much further this can be pushed. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we see and hear about, um, like, robots going to be replacing humans in jobs. And you know what? I actually seen today a robot putting on eyelashes on somebody. Mm-hmm. That stuff is scary. Well, the thing is, like, an artificial intelligence, which means they're, the artificial intelligence is going to get smarter by learning yeah the more information it takes so look we seen that we got ai generated nike off-white sneakers that shit horrible whoever <laughs> decides to do that need they need they ass kick <laughs> like them them look like like 2000 knockoffs yeah, like, i mean they did but you know i guess everybody's trying something um so the godfather of artificial intelligence um, leaves Google and warns of tech dangers. Yeah, because it's a, it's a lot. So, uh, what's his name? A pioneer, pioneering researcher and the so-called godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, quit his role at Google so he could speak more freely about the dangers of tech of the technology he helped to create 
Over his decade-long career, Hinton's pioneering work on deep learning and neural networks have laid the foundation for much of the AI technology we see in the day. Um, basically, he's going to warn us of the stuff that people can do. Like you said that the lady got a call that her daughter was being um, kidnapped for a ransom, but she was sitting at school. And like how they manipulated that picture of R. Kelly, just think about what they could do with a picture of one of your family members or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like imagine, and I hate to dis, hate to say it like this, uh, somebody showing a picture of your child deceased. Yeah. And, right. Just anything. You yeah, can make like, up anything. But, uh, um, your car fucked up saying like this, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. just so, so many things that and they so, could do with it's so much. It's, it's always a good and bad of anything. And I guess we're finally seeing what the bad could be like. Um, I mean, at this point, you know, Rihanna fans could get a whole album (laughs) because the guy off of, uh, what they call him, they call him the ghost writer or something like that. That's the guy that's doing all the AI generated music. With using the celebrity voices, he puts them up and then takes them down, so he won't get sued. Cause everybody, well, eighty nine percent of the artists that he uses are still alive. We've gotten Notorious B.I.G. We've gotten Tupac. Mm. A matter of time, I guess Michael Jackson might drop. Well, I heard somewhere somebody was so called using Michael Jackson voice to rap. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> I did hear that. So like, it's just like, um, what's that Will Smooth, 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 Will Smith movie? Uh, which one? Uh, uh, uh I Robot. I Robot. Yeah. Where the robot kind of did his own thing after a while, cause then like I don't need you no more. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah, so be fighting robots. I ain't never thought I'd see today. Yeah, man. Like the shit should be getting weird. You know what I do know? What? I'ma fight a robot if one day I look up her in more of this nigga's podcast and got five more episodes in one week and I ain't sat down and did anything. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I'm need ten percent because I know y'all can find my cash app. Don't play with me. Nah, that's crazy. You know what? Now that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like that's crazy somebody could legit do that shit yeah damn the manipulation out in the world yeah so mm-mm. I got time for y'all today yeah man that's crazy okay so <clears throat> um Uncle Steve was at it again yeah he was on um Unc <laughs> Shannon Sharp <laughs> He got a podcast. He was on there and he was speaking about relationships with women and speaking about men and fatherhood, manhood. Uh, He was just basically saying that us as men, we need to get it together. (laughs) Saying that um, when it comes down to women, asking women what they bring to the table, what about what we bring to the table? Women give life. And because they give life, that's all they need to bring to the table. That's it. With you being a woman, what are your thoughts? Um, you He know. said, hold on, before you go, before okay. you proceed, he okay. said, men are providers and protectors. Mm-hmm. That's our job for the men, for the women and children. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're supposed to do. Which is leaving it really open. Extremely. Because that means... All I have to do is have the baby, right? So you but gonna provide? So you gonna change the pamper? Buy the pampers, change the pampers. Buy the milk, feed the baby. Because all I had to do was have the baby. I think I think what he's saying is because women can have the have children. I guess he's including like lumping it all together, as in like. They will be taking care of them. 
as well as you providing for them so they shouldn't have to work. Mm. That's what it seemed like he was alluding to. But my thing is, it's just like, like you said, there's so many open, there's so many open areas. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of gray. It's a whole lot of gray. Um, Cause it's a lot of women that have kids that shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I ain't saying this a lot, but you know, a fair amount. Um, and nowadays, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a, like a knock towards women, but like a lot of women don't know how to cook. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like sometimes we still caught up in this notion of like way back when or mm-hmm. how things used to be. Like, you know what I mean? You got some niggas that's some real good cooks out here. You do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, you know, I understand people talk about, oh, they talking about 50-50. That's because he a broke nigga. No, it ain't. <laughs> I just feel like we just in a space and a time where, you know what I'm saying, everybody step up and do what is necessary. Everybody don't, you know what I'm saying, you can't have a nigga making $30,000 a year mm-hmm. and he got a wife and maybe a kid or two and expect to be able to actually live a life off of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's certain things about really realistic. Like, we talk about all the time, like, how we listen to pod, how we hear these podcasts talking. And nine times out of ten, they talking about, they talking in the response of, like, the one percent. Mm-hmm. Not the majority. Right. So, these conversations are handed over to a lot of us that's not in the one percent. Mm-hmm. And it trickles down and it becomes a conversation of, oh, you a broke nigga or not. You know what I mean? When <laughs> No, like for real, like it do. When yeah. when it's not that simple. It's not simple as just it's not. being a broke nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's the case, like a lot a lot a lot, a lot, a lot is broke niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Um I don't know about <sighs> Okay, so how long is he gonna give us like advice <laughs> i don't know i i just think like as 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 men we get told so much what we're supposed to do right from women we get told how we're supposed to do how we're supposed to act not too long ago you know what i'm saying uh i forgot the person name they were saying dudes can smoke hookah and you know all the little jokes and stuff was being made you know then now you hear you got steve talking about you know what I'm saying? What men are here for. You know what I mean? Like, So is he learning? Th- is this from like experience or is this some? Like shit, who knows? It could be so. It could be something that like when you're growing up as a man, like we're all we're all told about um, providing and protecting. You know what I'm saying? But when you grow of age and you grow in these spaces, you know what I'm saying? People want to knock niggas for being outside and hustling the way they hustle mm-hmm. and everything like that. Like, getting these regular jobs ain't affording you the luxury to have your lady at home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because when that check come home and the bill's rolling in, it ain't adding up right. And then you want, like, you know, better and And you want and to bigger. be able to live and enjoy. Yeah. You might want a, a, a four five six bedroom home uh you might, you might want to be able to vacation you might be able to want you might want to be able to do things that your family wasn't able to do for you as a kid right so if that if that means you and the person you're in a relationship with or married to whatever the case might be if y'all come to an agreement or understanding like mm-hmm. okay in order for us to be able to do these things this is how we need to work together to get this. Right. Now, if we got goals and we set like a two-year goal, five-year goal, three-year goal, mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, by this point, I don't want you having to work as much because how much you done held it down, how much you supported, or whatever the right. case might be. But that can be worked toward. I think the fact that we stay, it's like, you skip that part. It's like, oh, you're supposed to just come in straight out the gate, provide 100%. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't, you ain't a man. And that's another thing. It's just like, it's so many things that's told for me. Like, you're not a man if you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. You're not a man if you're not doing this this way or that way. And you know what I'm saying? It'd be, it'd be fucked up because it'd be, 
they be fucking with, you know what I'm saying, people's egos. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got people who want control. So, like, they might be paying all the bills just because they feel like they have more control or more say because they paying all the bills. Right. You know what I mean? So it's different levels and different sides to it. I just think, like, we just in this information stage of getting all this motherfucking information. That we need to unlearn. That we need to unlearn and that we need to understand that it's situational. Yeah. And you need to understand, like, you don't have to take it to heart. I think people just should shut up sometimes. Yeah. Um, And I know, like, we on the podcast, so we constantly talking about whatever. But I think sometimes people need to just, like, take note of who they are and be real with their selves sometimes. Because sometimes we build... um, we take in what people tell us and, and what we're supposed to do and how yeah. it's supposed to be quote unquote. But sometimes you got to be really in your situation where you are in life and then where you want to go and how you're going to build amongst yourself. And if you become a couple with somebody, how you're, you can do your part to go forward by yourself or in this couple. Yeah. Some people kind of, go beyond their means mm-hmm. or you know sometimes you want to shoot up and you know sometimes somebody might bite but like sometimes people are are, are shooting up and they should just be shooting across mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying to build that way so i think it's a lot of unlearning and a lot of being real with ourselves and not worried about what the outside has to say about what we're trying to do because at the same time they need to focus on what they trying to do because if we drop our ball they're not going to pick it up so right. i think once we figure out that the outside noise ain't a part of our inside we'll probably be better going forward mentally yeah. as a person and as a couple I think teamwork is smooth if that's what works for y'all. Whatever way the dynamic needs to work for y'all to get to the next stage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, if the stage y'all trying to get to is not y'all not executing or getting to that, then this conversation need to be had. Mm-hmm. Things need to be adjusted and changed. Um, and have a conversation with your lady and see if that's what she want. If that's what she want not to be working. Right. You know, is, is that the end goal for her? You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot to do out here. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to be made. Mm-hmm. And just because you can. And sometimes you don't got to go outside of your home to do it anymore. It's a lot of remote jobs that you can do. Um, maybe while the baby sleep or if the baby only goes to daycare a couple of hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got of... people who selling their ass off off of Amazon. <laughs> what? No, for real. Like, you got the people who be posting about the products, uh-huh. and they be having, like, the discount codes, and they be having their own little store. They get paid oh, off of that. Oh, I heard something else. What you hear? I'm not going to say it on this microphone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you whispering to it like they not going to hear you. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm just saying it's but like yeah, it's, so it's, many, other... it's so many avenues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? that, Especially if if you have somebody who is talented, work hard driven mm-hmm. ambitious you know what i'm saying who knows what things they can stumble upon right you know what i mean but i think this whole choice of either she stay at home and i make all the money or or it's like or she works it's it's, it's like it's not it don't have to be that cut and dry yeah you know what i'm saying like you do you you do what where life takes you mm-hmm. you know what i mean if y'all both doing smooth and y'all enjoy it the work ethic and enjoy how much y'all put in the pot and what y'all put in the pot together, then enjoy that. Right. You know what I mean? If if it was a point in life where, you know, she she was bogged down with the kids and wasn't able to f- really fulfill her dreams and do what she wanted to do, okay, and, and now y'all in a space where where you can, you know what I mean, provide that, mm-hmm. that safe space yeah, and that comfortability, then do so. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, the way we target men and women when it comes to like being men or being women you know what i'm saying i think i think that's a part of like why like relationships are hard to like be created right 
because you're sitting across from this person already analyzing them, trying to figure out their provider, protector, and all this and that before you even got to know what the fuck they like. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and like, as individuals, you got fucked up niggas, you got fucked up women. And I'm usually the one that's telling you what to do. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> and you know, in the process of going through all these issues and problems with these people, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it comes with the territory. Yeah. You just got to find, you got to weave your way through. And sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, our wants, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, don't be our needs. Right. You know what I'm saying? You might want a chick that look like this, but she might not be giving you like what you need. I ain't saying you got to get an ugly chick. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might just need to... Focus on your needs and your wants. So come along with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or... For some people, stop searching so fucking hard. Yeah. Sometimes you're searching so hard, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes people can feel the energy. And some people be wanting to manipulate off of that. Yeah. You be, then, then, then you be getting niggas trying to, just trying to get the ass. Yeah. And then you mad when they're trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? So, so I just think, I just think we're in the base, because, like, the time that we're in is just, we're talking about AI and all this other shit, the, talking about the fucking money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, not having possibly not having money in June and all this other shit like, man, just work together and figure just figure that shit out. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's so many ups and downs to life that we, that you're going through. Like that's the last thing that everybody should be arguing about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or fussing about. But they love. I mean. Yeah. But you know, shout out to motherfuckers who working together. Shout out to y'all, right? You know what I'm saying? Who, who figuring it out yeah. between y'all? Yeah, and and comfortable and comfortable with y'all's situation. Like mm-hmm. that's how it should be. That's dope. You know what I mean? I salute y'all. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Okay. <laughs> well, what I will add, the Sneak Emporium is in August. Mm-hmm. August sixth at the Hawthorne STL. You know, so if you're interested in displaying and selling art, selling sneakers, clothing. Anything, you know what I mean, based under the, the umbrella of, of, of the culture, you know what I mean, come out, fuck with us, get a vendor, vendor table, you know what I'm saying, um, and just come out and enjoy yourself. It's going to be some dope shit going on. Uh, like I said, if you want to be a vendor, I do have link trees on the Morning Sneaker Podcast, so it's, uh, it's it, it are, there are forms for you to sign up to be a um, a vendor. They're also for you to sign up to be to display your art mm-hmm. if you're an artist. So, and the same thing on More Sneaks Podcast, take off sneakerheads. And like I said, if you do, if you're more comfortable reaching out to Shantae and you know getting the information this way, then that's fine. Uh, Creators Guild, that's smooth as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. As time get closer, we'll give you some more details mm-hmm. and more information about like what's going on and what'll be taking place. But just know you want to make sure you get your vendor table as soon as possible. And you know what I'm saying? We're going up. Got anything else you want to add? Nope. All the way up. No. Okay, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for that extra. Mm-hmm. Um, With that being said, oh, no. I got. I do got something to say. Why I keep knocking my glasses against this microphone? I'm saying. What is pop filter? Um. <laughs> so, um, shout out chosen. It's your first birthday just passed. You know what I'm saying. You had a ball. Uh, happy to see you enjoy yourself. You know what I mean. Shout out, Miss. Uh, I sell sneakers and I dreams over here for pulling up. Mm-hmm. Showing up, having a good time with us. Shout out everybody who showed love. You know what I'm saying to the guy. You know what I mean? To the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate it graciously. You know what I mean? Shout out to Jess on all the setting up and all all the stuff that she did, goodie bags and whatnot. I forgot my bag. You did? I did. I think we still got one. We still got a couple, I think. I I forgot all of them because Carter didn't say nothing until we got back home. I thought he grabbed them. He grabbed his. Oh, just did say that. <laughs> just did say that. <laughs> but I got mine. I was supposed to get one of them little things that, that lights up the little robot Projector thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Nah. Uh, okay, we'll make sure you get one. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, but nah, I'm no, nah, but like, yeah. Shout out to him. You know, making it to the big one, doing a lot of moving around, doing a lot of amazing things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm really excited about the sneak expo, y'all. I really want y'all to be as well. It's not. It's not gonna be your same old, same old. So, so just know. Just know. Mark my words. So, with that being said, this is episode 117 of the More Sneakers Podcast. I'm your host, T.O. Sneakers, and this is my co-host. I sell sneakers, not drinks.